0: The DFS free Game show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, Tuesday, April twenty sixth. Still talking about MLB, right? It's April, right? Got MLB yesterday. Got MLB today. No, 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 oh, no afternoon games today, right? I think on one do we have it on one thing on Thursday? I, I never know. I never know what days we have some afternoon games. We have an afternoon slate early to, to I saw some games last week at 11 in the morning or something. Okay. I don't know what the schedule is, but no, but no, but no, uh, no early games, which means we have a very big slate in comparison. I mean, th- to me, this would be a normal slate, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 11 games. Like that would be a normal slate, right? And getting a lot of these, these uh, seven game, five game, eight game. In the past, a lot of times you get 11, 12, 15, you know, something like that. That's, that's a, that's, that's a man's, it's a man's slate, right? Right? No, no, like, oh, what team do I pick? Out of the five, you know, type type of decent teams. No, I like when there's a lot of teams on a slate. A lot of possibilities. But we'll be talking about that, I guess, a little bit and going over yesterday's slate. Uh, I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Suki Singh here, early as usual. Real-life pitcher also as well, Daniel Hutchins, Grant Brown, Andrew Garcia, Benjamin St. Germain kickstart trey good morning good morning give me those thumbs up buttons yeah you I just just do what you normally do in the morning right you show up you hit the thumbs up button helps us out hit the subscribe button if you're new here hit the notification bell to know when we go live and daniel says this lake goes to 11 right just like uh like like spinal tap right all the way to the 11 all the way to 11 Mr. Mike's looking at that Rodon projection. Wow. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, he'll be the chalkiest picture on the slate against Oakland. Uh, okay. But yesterday, yesterday, uh, if you, if you are G-Men 2015, uh, you go, go get a lottery ticket. Go, go get a lottery ticket. Uh, it was a single bullet. I believe that, that one on uh, in DraftKings and, uh, I don't think anyone could possibly make this type of lineup every every slate and never ever leave with the, as much money as possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't need much yesterday. I mean, like no stack really came through. I mean, like like no team scored that many points. Uh, but uh, but G Men 2015 uh, played Walker Bueller, who of course I played the Diamondbacks against him, so I didn't have a very good night. Right when 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 you're like oh, okay. Okay, I got I got Cleveland, I got Cleveland and Arizona to go along with some of my i, I like Colorado, so I had like two home runs out of that. I'd Philadelphia, right? I got that. I got uh, who else did I play? I Boston. Boston didn't really do much. Uh, so I'm like, okay, well I got all these combined with like Cleveland and Arizona, and they're playing in the nine, the late games or whatever, and they it's nothing. Cleveland get shut out and. Arizona and throws a complete game shutout. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah. So, uh, so it's not, it's not just, uh, yeah, Daniel's putting it like uh two one, 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 that that's, that's not the interesting thing. Like, like, yes, if you, if you're going to be like, okay, I'm just going to do two one, 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 one with long-term probably is not going to be sustainable for you to build lineups like that and just get, get get first place. It's not just that. Okay, okay, Daniel. It's not just that. It's not only two, one, 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 one. Uh, It also includes uh, a batter each against both of their pitchers. Okay, so not only not only is there's like semblance of correlation, there's active negative correlation. So you got to fit in that third baseman Jason Vosler, obviously against Corbin Burns, because of whatever reason. And uh, and you got to play Dalton Varshow against Walker Bueller for says so Walker Bueller's uh, even with a complete game shutout. The Dalton Varsho's three points was still good enough. It Was still fine, right? The second place lineup. See, second place lineup was look. Here you go, five Blue Jays, three Astros, right? Scherzer, Bueller. Like this is the line This in in, in a just society. This 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 would have been a winning lineup. Right. But no, someone just okay. I fit in Bichette. You got Bichette and Guriel. Right? They were like the top scores. Who were the top, top scores? They may have been the top battering scores on the slate. Let's sort by points, other than pitcher, right? Oh, Taylor Ward. Okay, no, he was the highest score. It wasn't even in the winning line, right? Because he was barely owned, he was two percent owned. Right. Right, Guriel at nineteen, Luis Gonzalez on the on the Giants, Jock Peterson. Right, you you could have played Burns and the Giants and probably could have gotten up there. Right, and then there's just a lot of like, can you can you fit a lot of these like fourteen point people together? And then, and you, and you got it, you did it, you did it. So, but good luck making the people. I, I know, did I love these types of slates for the bad players? Because they'll look at a lineup like that, and go, well, a lineup like that can win." I'm like, "I never, I've never said a lineup like that couldn't win." Just like net, what, what negative expected value doesn't mean it doesn't win. Okay, that means it wins less than its probability. That the probability of it winning wins less than its payout. Okay, so like the, if this person, if this lineup, we if we simulated this slate, if we played this slate a million times this lineup would win $50,000 every so often. But after a million times, it only wins twice. And then you paid $15 in the lineup and you end up negative. You end up, you're not profitable. That's what negative EV means. It doesn't mean it can't, it can't happen. Can't ever happen. People, people in DFS are always thinking in terms of it either could happen or it can't happen. Oh, I've seen lineups without stacks win. Yeah, it's lineups without stacks win all the time. There are tons of people that play MLB when don't don't even have a semblance of correlation. Oh, I'm just gonna pick out or go into an optimizer with no anything. Just give me give me eight batters, whatever. Who cares? There's enough lineups like that. It's called implicit collusion in poker, right? Uh, you have pocket aces, and that's uh, you have the highest chance of winning the hand with pocket aces. You're at a you know nine-handed table, ten-handed table. And you look at pocket aces, and you are like, I got this. I'm raising, right? You're raising. I'm raising. So you know what happens? Everyone calls, right? Because you're playing three, six limit holder, right? It doesn't matter, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what the stakes are, whatever, right? Everyone limps in, everyone limps in, and you're the big blind, and you have pocket aces. Ah, I got to get more money in, which is the right move. So out of the big blind, you raise, right? So you raise a little, a little nibble. And everyone calls. So now it's ten way to the flop. Ten way to the flop. You have aces. You have the most likely chance of winning this hand. But it's what, what would be the what would be if everyone had to, was even, card wise. It would be a ten percent chance of winning the hand if it was a ten-handed table. Well, based on your card, you have like a thirty-two percent chance of winning the hand. Which means when you raise and you get that money, and it's a plus, it's plus EV. Right, If you can get all these people to call you with worse cards because they can't have better cards than you, starting hand, you're profiting. But still, you're going to lose two-thirds of the time. because Not because your cards are bad. It's just that one out of you, the nine opponents that are calling you with God knows what, the, the flop comes eight, eight, jack, six, three. Right? And you know what? Someone has Jack six, right? Someone has pocket threes, right? Or someone has uh, King Jack and they stay. And then the King comes on the turn and they like, there's so many other players that you're not a favorite to win. You're you have the highest odds out of the 10 players at the table, but it's still lose two thirds of the time. So people like they'd start jamming. Oh, bad, 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 bad. And then gone, they lose to Jack six or something. And they start exploding, you don't have a right to win the hand. You're going to lose two thirds of the time. All the bets you're putting in at the point that you're ahead are plus EV, but it doesn't mean doesn't mean you win. It doesn't mean doesn't mean you win. The same thing in, in in DFS. I'm going to stack five guys, three guys, five three, whatever. Do everything, everything, everything the guy on YouTube that yells at me and tells me to do. And then I see these these lineups. So now I'm going to build those lineups. So good luck, good luck doing that over a 100, 150 slates. Right, which is still not all that many slates, even. So do that over 150 slates and tell me what happens. Right. Maybe, maybe you get lucky. Maybe out of 150 slates, even though it's negative EV, you're gonna get you'll get lucky. And then you also you can do you could stack really well, have really good lineups. You can check it, you could check it with sharp players and like I was kind of in the same. Ballpark is all these other sharp players, and then go 150 slates and never win, never win first, and be like, "Oh, I'm down. I'm down a little on the season. Yeah, it's 150 slates. Plus EV doesn't mean you automatically win. It's called expected value. But what's the definition of expected? If, if it was you automatically, when it would just been called value, just been called automatic value or something. Expected value. You're gonna you're gonna flip. You're gonna you're gonna uh, Uh, roll a 10 sided die and get paid 20 to one on guessing the right number okay so you're getting paid twice as much as you should be you're still gonna lose nine out of ten times and then someone shows up to the 10 sided die and says i don't mind getting paid seven to one right and it's like well that's that's negative ev it's 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 10 to one to guess the right number and you're only getting paid seven to one. You know how negative BB that is? And they go, I don't care. I'm guessing three. And then the, the, the die rolls on the, the roll and, and it, it comes out three. They the $7 and leaves. And you sit there going, well, why don't I just accept seven? to one?" Like, because in the law, in, at, the more slates that you play, the more times you roll the die, the more money you're, you're expected to lose. So obviously, this G-men 2015 either don't keep on. I want them to as as good players. I want you to keep keep your fifty thousand dollars in the contests, and uh, and 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 give back your money. But most likely, the type of person that builds this type of lineup probably is going to cash it right. Like I take the that's the that's probably the best way. That's the best thing to do for that person. Take the money and run. Withdraw and stop playing DFS, Right. Uh, Kickstart says, geez, I'll never win when G-Man around. He'll probably use tarot cards to choose his players. Uh, yeah, Shannon Lambert says Taylor Ward hit t- like 25% of his season long home run total last night. So of course he did. He wasn't even in the win- He wasn't even in the winning lineup. Maybe on maybe on FanDuel was. I don't know, but on draft he wasn't. Scorpion with Scorp says the good thing is that when someone like Osimo wins, the probability of him giving the money back is very low. I like seeing the noobs win because they will end up giving the money back. That that it it depends. That's a it's a double edged sword there, Scorpion. Like I said, like if a, if a sharp player win wins a lot of money, like a milli or something like that. The most likely that, that that most of that money will get recycled back into the ecosystem. Whether or not you get any, how much of a piece of that money you get is is not as not as much, but at least it gets cycled into the ecosystem which creates larger contests, you know, it's, it's in there. Right. But A lot of times if some if a rando one bullet casual build them a lineup on the toilet person wins, wins the Millie. Like they ain't like they're withdrawing. that, Like that's coming completely out of the ecosystem. Maybe they, maybe they leave $10,000 in there or something like that. And that's about it. So no, there's, it's not, it's not the type of thing where, where automatically, like, you want to see bad players. You want to see bad casual players. I want to see bad players win the playoffs, right? Some random person. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that G-Men 2015 or anything like that. But yes, very similar to poker, right? I don't mind bad. I want, I want to see people getting lucky. If it wasn't for the fact people got lucky, then they wouldn't come back and play. But it isn't the type of thing where, oh, if a sharp player wins, you're never going to see that money again. The same, and it's because it's the same thing in poker. Let's say you're playing, you're playing six-handed, and uh, you're playing, and three other really good players are playing, and then there's two whales there, two fairly bad players. Well, that one of the bad players doesn't want to play anything less than six-handed. So if one of the sharp players takes the money and leaves, one of the one of the whales gets up, and now we're four-handed, and then the other whale says, "I don't want to play four-handed." Now the game breaks up. So do I want the sharp player to leave? No. Right? So also who creates games in poker? I'm they're, they're talking about primarily in poker, not online poker but live poker. So it's like I'm not I don't care about the good players. The good players help the ecosystem more than they hurt the ecosystem. They create the games that exist for bad players to play. Okay. Mr. Mike says, "Earl, just keep playing random lineups for fifty dollars a night and lose forever, but still be profitable for his DFS career." Yeah, that's correct. Negative EV does not mean, "Oh, this player could not." Oh, you is not going to be profitable, right? If you're playing very low, it's like, oh, "Okay, I just i'm to i'm going to play with house money," right? And they'll play for fifteen dollars a day. That's, negative EV doesn't mean like you're you lose. It, there's no way you possibly win the lottery. The actual lot, you know, Powerball or whatever. Maybe not the Powerball. Sometimes the Powerball gets to gets to a level where it actually becomes plus EV. It's just good luck realizing that EV. But most of the time, if you go to like the standard lottery, four number, three number, four number lottery, those are negative EV. They have, you know, 15, 20% or more. Like edge, edge, if you want to call it edge. But people still buy the tickets and people win all the time. Right? People win a big, oh, a big. They'll build a big bonus type of thing. It'll be like, oh, they win six hundred thousand dollars, and it's someone that plays, you know, ten dollars a day for whatever. It's like, it's, yes, you can win, but that, it's it's luck. It's not it's not pri- It's not mathematically profitable the longer that you play. So yeah, yeah when the powerball comes up, when it's like eight trillion dollars or whatever the hell it ends up being. A lot of times, if if I'm in the area, if I'm in the the Kroger, and God oh, give give me ten quick picks or something like that, whatever, ten dollars just something. It's more for entertainment. Only because like my like family, friends, and something like that. They're playing, you know, they have a ticket or whatever. It's like it's more for entertainment. It's like oh, why not? Right, especially when when it technically is plus EV, right? When you when it says there's there's like the seventeen cents worth of uh, equity or something that you're getting positive because it's the three hundred and seventy four million dollars or whatever. Said okay, i for entertainment purposes, but I ain't going out buying seven hundred dollars worth of fucking lottery tickets or anything. <sighs> uh Justin Schwartz, how should a casual player treat the ecosystem? If a casual wins six figures, what then is the more optimal way to continue playing? I don't, I don't understand what that means. How should it? Or, or they? they or am I? How should a casual travel, If if you're if you're playing. DFS for entertainment do whatever you want as long uh, as my suggestion would be do whatever you want within the reasonable means of affordability and technically I don't care about that either I mean it's not my it's none of my business but if you're if you're someone that plays you you come in to play DFS and go I'm playing for entertainment I have no expectation of making money Of being profitable I have none I don't I don't I don't even care it would be nice. I would love to win, right? I would love to win first play. I would like that life. I would like to have life changing money for a little. bit. I would like to have a take a little bit of a shot, a couple of bucks for life changing money, and I could afford it, right? Do do whatever you want. However you want to play. Close your eyes. Pick people and go. I'm going to pick a catcher with the starting letter A and the first base with the starting letter B. The second baseman with the starting letter C, because you like to do ABCD, you, you do that. That's what's fun for you. Go do it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to stop you. I know if you're playing. If you're playing for entertainment, don't listen. Don't listen to anything that I say. It doesn't matter. You're not playing for the reason that I'm playing, and for the reason that the show exists. Right. So if you're playing, ca- if you're playing casually for entertainment. Play however you want. Not even whoever. However, play. Don't don't listen to me. Don't be compelled to like. Well, I got to do this, and I got no. Don't literally do whatever the hell you want. It's whatever would entertain you the most. Entertain yourself, right? People like, oh, I'm going. I'm going to the 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 baseball game, so I'm stacking that team because I'm going to that. Dude, that would be the most entertaining to me, also, right? If you, if I'm going, if I headed up to Cincinnati and went to a Reds game. Right. And it's like, well, it's an 11 game slate and the Reds are on. I'm, the, I'm the, I'll stack. Well, maybe not, I don't have to stack the Reds. I'll stack your opponent or something. It's like, oh, because that's more fun because I'm at the game. Well, I, yes, I, you know, it you know would be fun if I had one lineup or whatever. I, I'm going to fade the game that I'm going to and hoping that the game I'm going to is boring as hell. No, it'd be much more entertaining to stack the game that you're going to. But you're doing that for entertainment purposes. Right. And I understand that. So play, to play for entertainment. Do do whatever. Make these type of line. Make two one 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 and stack two batters against your own pitches. Go have fun. Doesn't matter. You go to, people go to casinos, slot machine. All those games are negative expected value, right? All the games are have negative expectations, but people have fun playing them, and you can get lucky because negative EV doesn't mean you never could possibly win. You'll go and play blackjack, right? You go on a high, you go on a hot run or something like that. You turn two hundred bucks into two thousand. And get up on the table. The longer that you play, the large, large numbers is going to catch up to you, mathematically, right? Right, you go, you go, you roulette wheel, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to put, I'm going to put $5 on, uh, I'm bored on the 24th. So you put $5 on the 24th. It comes in and there you go. 30, 35 to one or whatever. Take your money and go get a nice meal. or whatever. If that's the end, if that's what you're doing for entertainment, then that's fine. I would say do it. Don't, don't play with money. You can't risk to lose. But that, that truthfully isn't even part of my my business either. So if you're enjoying yourself and you're playing with your rent money, that's not my, that's my not my problem. I wouldn't suggest it, but that's 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 you're not playing for a living. You're not playing for with with the expectation that you will be profitable in this endeavor. So don't don't play don't play properly. Play properly. Play don't play. It let's say you're someone that that you you have no expectation of this being your living or anything like that, you, you, you do this as a hobby, but you enjoy the, the process of the game, right? You enjoy playing the game well, more than winning the money, right? So it's like, yeah, I'll play the mini max, right? You'll play the mini max, or so you play, I'll play a f- uh, $3 single entry type of stuff, a well, low dollar stuff that, you know, at the end of the year, you don't expect to, you know, I don't, you don't even expect to have ten thousand dollars in profit, but it's like I'd like to, by the end of the year, to like to show that I am good at this game. Have a profit of something, of something, right? Maybe you uh, to get a ten ninety nine. Maybe you have fifteen hundred dollars worth of profit, and you had fun, and you had fun because you enjoyed the puzzle process, stuff like that. Well, then, then you, it's more likely that you that you're listening to stuff that I say, right? And you're playing that way but do you have to take it to the nth degree no because you're you're not relying on on it paying your bills or anything and your goal isn't to, to make the most amount. i want to make hundreds of thousands of dollars and play high volume and all that type of stuff but if you want to learn how to get better then yeah then then, then i would suggest stuff like listening to roto grinders and subscribing to you know to, to subscribe to roto grinders premium or whatever and still you're not in a position where it's like, you know, well, I got to play every slate and I got to play every sport. And I got to, you know, you don't have to play the slate. You want to play, whatever, but you're, you're playing, the entertainment factor for you is you want to play the game. Well, now the byproduct of playing well is that by the end of the year, by the end of whatever, you should show a profit, right? You should win a GPP or something like that. <clears throat> But your, your, your goal isn't, you're, you're, you're still playing for entertainment, but your entertainment is more of an intellectual entertainment. That's more like what I what I was in the beginning, right? It's a hobby. Oh, I, I enjoy trying to solve the puzzle every day. I'm going to learn as much as I can try to solve the puzzle. Same thing I would do with a board game. I want to get really good at this board game or this card game or whatever. Even if there's no money in it, because I want, I want, I want, I want to. What is the best strategy? I like figuring that out. Now, most of the time, I don't get that involved in games that don't involve uh, making money off of it, right? I'm not going to put in all this time to then, like, what? There's no. Are we going to play for money now? We're going to bet against this. There's some, is there some? Is some type of financial reward for me putting in the the hundreds of hours of work? I'm perfecting the strategy for this game now. Then what? The, what the hell am I wasting my time on? Right? Is there is there professional monopoly leagues? Is that uh, maybe there are? Maybe they, they, tell me if there are. I'm very good at no. Uh Depends on the rules, right? It's like Scrabble, there is. You can play Scrabble for money. I don't know. I mean, I I knew, I knew a guy that did. Uh, he was a comic from way back in the day in uh, New York City, but Matt Graham, I believe. Yeah, he was a, he was, I don't call professional Scrabble player, but he played like the national Scrabble tournaments and whatever, but they would play, there would be side games for money. Like he played Scrabble for money. So I said, okay, you could figure that game out. So if you're the type of person that likes to solve puzzles as a game, and then maybe the hobby turns into something where you you make, you make more. Right. And then maybe you turn it to, then, then you, it's the primary way that you make it income. Much more stressful that way. Uh, Justin Sports says, "Do you continue to build a bankroll via cash games?" I personally don't suggest uh, cash games at all. I, 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 if you're, if you're, if you're, especially if you're a casual player, don't, don't play, don't play cash games. If you're looking to build your bankroll, it will not be in cash games unless your goal is to become one of the top cash game players in the world. That's it. That's, that's why you should be playing cash games. So understand that difference. So if you're going to play $1 head-to-heads, <clears throat> cash game double-ups and head-to-heads don't really attract casual players, especially at MLB. NFL is a little bit different. NFL is a little bit softer, but still not as, not as soft as it should be uh your expectation you're not going to beat the rate all the people that are playing head to heads are people that are using projection i mean like it's 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 all people that are competent and it's not even that they have to be sharp they just as long as they're competent you're not going to be that much of a favorite over anyone which means you're not going to be able to beat the 10 10% or even 10 12% rate so if you're trying to build a bankroll and your expectation on a on a, on a double up or head to head is maybe less than two percent. You know how long it's going to take you to, to do that? Okay, so let's say let's say you have a let's say we're going to use out these a thousand dollar bankroll, a thousand even, and you're going to play fifty dollars in double ups and head to Your expectation on that money on that fifty dollars could be two dollars. That's that if if you have an edgy over the rake. So every slate you play, your expectation is $2, $2. That's it. So the next day, now you, your expected bankroll is a thousand and two dollars So $2 a day for $50. Now, obviously, as you build your bankroll, you're going to, now you're going to play $51 in volume. Then you're going to play $52 in volume. You're going to play 5% or whatever, maybe. For a thousand bucks. And let's say you have a 2%. You know how long that's going to take? Dude, you, it'll, t- it'll take you. Well, how long is it going to take you to turn $1,000 into $2,000 at $2 a day? Then $3 a day, right? Because it, it, will, it will go up exponentially a little, right? So $2, $3, $4. So by the end of the year, by a year from then, maybe you have $2,000 total. Right. And then now, now, now you got a little bit better. So maybe, maybe, maybe you have a 4% expectation or something. Maybe if they do some bum hunting, you play on some different platforms. So to go from 2,000 to 4,000, that takes you about another year. Okay. And then to go from 4,000 to 8,000, that takes you another year. Like, but like, dude, to turn 1,000 into $10,000 took you four years, right. Of playing every day. Okay. That's $9,000. Can you make nine? You know, it would be easier to make nine thousand dollars. Get a part-time job. Get at, at who Wendy's, McDonald's? Who cares? Spend this. You're spending three to four hours a day on this, right? Or some type, like three to four hours at ten dollars an hour at minimum wage, even at in federal minimum wage, seven bucks or whatever. It's twenty-eight bucks a day, even if you're part-time. Right, let's say you let's say you work uh, twice, tw- two days a week for eight hours. That's seven dollars an hour. It's a hundred dollars a week. You, you'll 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 get nine thousand. You'll you'll have nine thousand dollars by the end of the year. Right. So it's, so do you want to spend four years building up, and or just you know why don't I just get to the ten thousand dollar point now and then start playing DFF? I mean, like that's that's the point that I'm making is that. It's it's not 2012 where even the double ups and the fifth that people were playing those and didn't know what the hell they were doing. The less money, the less lower a bankroll you have, bankroll. And I use that really lightly because most most people don't understand what a bankroll is. Most people do not have $1,000 bankrolls. Most people have like $20,000 bankrolls. They say they have $1,000 bankrolls, but they don't. Okay. If you say you have a $1,000 bankroll, that means if you were to lose $1,000, that means you would stop playing DFS forever. Okay, right? If you have a $1,000 bankroll, I'm going to play a hundred bucks a day. And by the end of the month, your $1,000 is down to $62. And you're like, well, I'll put another 500. In. So, so your bankroll wasn't $1,000, it was $1,500. Right? Like it's not, it's, it's what you're willing to put in right? What you're setting, I mean, for professionals, more like what you're setting aside is the thing that you're only using for DFS, right? It's money that, it's like money that you put into an IRA, right? You ain't seen that money until you're 62 at least, right? So whatever's in there doesn't count towards paying it for anything, right? So when people say I have a $500 bankroll, I say, you don't have a $500 bankroll. What happens if you play for two months and your $500 returns to zero, what would you do? It's like, well, I'll put another $500, so you don't have a $500 bankroll. Put your, if you're, if you want to have a bankroll, put as much as you're as you're willing to lose in immediately. That would be technically your bankroll. Doesn't mean you have to put it in. Like bankroll doesn't mean how much you have on the site. So if you have a five, if let's say, let's say you're the type, ti- let's say you're the type of person. Oh, I'll put $500 onto DraftKings and it may be last me a month or two. And if, if it doesn't, I can afford to put another $500 in. Like you shouldn't be playing cash games. Take on, you're more likely to take on risk because replenishing your bankroll is your, your, you can, you have another job, right? You have a job that you make $80,000 a year or something that you have a the, the normal, you know, fairly normal job. It's like, okay, I can, I can put, in, you know, you don't want to put in 500 bucks every other day, right? But it's like, okay, so you can take on more risk. When you have a four hundred thousand dollar bankroll and no way of replenishing that, really, realistically, then then you take on less risk, right? I mean that's 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 my stuff. It's like why do why do I only play? I play sometimes less than one percent of my bankroll on a slate. Most times I actually do. So why do I do that? Because I still want to take on the risk, but not the not the ruin part. So yes, I'm I'm giving I'm giving up some some EV by doing so, but I'm maximizing my chances of never going broke. Yet while still playing lineups that are that are he- heavily plus EV and not and be, not being afraid to close in the lap. If I was playing 10% of my bankroll, it, I mean, that'd be a mess. I wouldn't be able to do that psychologically. I mean, the swings that I go on are, are, are bad enough as it is for me. And I, my swings are much lower than most other professional players. You want to call them that? until like my wife, the amount of money I play is a lot of money, and that's why she dad, tells me never to, to, tell her how much I'm playing on a given day. Because to her, to her, if it's like to her, if she if she lost a hundred bucks, she had a hundred dollar bill in her pocket and then went to the grocery store and just lost it, just lost it, dropped it on the floor. She'd be a mess. Can't believe I lost a hundred dollars. And I'm supposed to say on, on some slates like NFL, it's like oh, I lost eighty three hundred dollars. Like, how'd you? What? Yeah, but then some days I'm. I'm, Sometimes I make twelve thousand. So it's like, it all evens out. It all goes, and you know, I make money in the long run. But she doesn't want to hear about any of that because she she would be a mess, right? So, what type of person are you? Okay, let's see. I'm just answering these types of questions today. Why? Why not? Why not? Uh, uh Jacob Calloway, uh, Blender, what's your process on rain out probability? I'm, I, I, I don't do anything. I don't care. Right now, I'm running different sims and aggregating. So Seattle tap stack percentage when they play, but X when they're rained out. Not sure. I just, I, I approach it strategically. Ma- I do it manually. Okay. Right. Uh, all. What's the cha- what's the chance what, based on the report? What's the chance, approximately, of the game being rained out? And then what's I care about the ownership? I don't care about anything like that. Well, less people are going to play it, which is the ownership goes down. Like you're you're, remember I'm, I'm I don't do anything, I don't have a process like that. What's your process on reign of probability? Well, what what does it look like? I think this game gets rained. I think this game does, gets postponed. I don't know, a quarter of the time. Oh, well, then, then you change the project. No, I don't change anything. I have to choose whether or not I'm going to play them or not. And most likely, I'll play them in stacks. So when it does get rained out, I don't have like lineups that are like one offs of those guys. But as it, more and more people get off of that stack, the more and more I want to play it. Right. But I don't have like, okay, I put in 28% and then I do a math. Like there's none, I don't, none of my DFS plays that. None of it is. None of it, I don't, I don't make my own projections. I don't do any of that. Right. So here you go. Daniel Hutchins. Exactly. If you're doing things manually, you can probably get directionally accurate with rainout risk by using only in stacks. And two, treating the stacks as higher volatility plays, right? Which is exactly what I do. Right. Good. it. I had a hundred lineups to, uh, yes, I'm going to have Seattle stacks and 50 of my line. Maybe not, but if it gets low enough owned, maybe I do, but that that's, to me, that's the only thing that matters. And it also depends on the size of the slate. I mean, like if, if we have uh is that, is, are we talking about Seattle or it was some other day? I don't know. I, I didn't look at the, the, what's the, what's the weather today? I think Roth said there were two spots that possibly. Let's see. Let's take a look at the weather today. Okay. Colorado at Philadelphia. Light rain, old game. Okay. Baltimore at New York, similar to Philadelphia. Here's a yellow orange from Miami at Washington. Yeah, so the Northeast seems to have a little bit of rain. So Baltimore at New York and Colorado at Philadelphia. Right, Baltimore, New York had the Yankees have a five run total. Philadelphia, where's Philly? Is that what happened to them? Are they not on the slate? Is that like a 635 game? And DraftKings does not have that on the slate. Am I nuts? Am I nutsier? Someone tell me I'm nuts. Let's look at the starting lineup stage. Like I said, I didn't even, I don't even know what's going on on today's slate. So Philadelphia, oh yeah, okay, we got a 635, 630, 640. Yes, 645 here. So so uh, DraftKings is not including it on the slate. We got Mar- Mar- uh, the Marlins Nationals game. What is that game? What's the total on that game? Yeah, they're pretty low as it is. How about right the pitchers? So like Luis Severino, right? Well, the Yankees game could end up getting rained out. Well, typically if they, they're willing to start, I don't mind playing the pitcher. Most of the time, we're going to know this beforehand. It's a 7:05 game. It's like it's not it's not that big of a deal, but it's like on an 11 game slate. Like, well, the Yankee game may end up getting postponed. They'll announce a late start or something. And you're like, oh, maybe it gets postponed. It's like, dude, this, it's 11 game slate. The Yankees have a five run. The Yankees are in a good spot against Baltimore, or whatever. Like, how good of a spot is it in on an 11-game slate that you're willing to take that risk? Is there 1%? Yeah, I could t- t- take some shots in stacks only. Yeah, okay. But am I doing any sort of, like, advanced calculation? No, I'm not doing anything. And the larger the slate is, the more likely I just don't even bother. No matter what. what what's the probability. It, it, it's a decent enough chance of it being postponed I just x out the. I just x out the Yankees game. I x out the game completely. And go do it. There's ten other games. No game on a slate of that size is going to be that dramatically, like, worth it to to risk. But what happens if it's court? What happens if it's a wrinkly game and there's eight million percent win blowing out the, the total. Of, the total of the game is eighteen. Like that doesn't happen. Like even in Wrigley win games and in Colorado games on an eleven game slate, it uh, could be whatever. Like even then, if you just X it out, you have plenty of other options. And if it burns you, it burns you. But if you want to think of it the other way, of like, well, everyone's getting off this. You're gonna get. You're gonna get a, a Coors game at three percent, two percent, one percent ownership because everyone's scared of the rain. Go ahead, go for it. Even if you're playing one lineup, play that in one lineup. And you have to be willing to close the laptop. Oh, game just postponed. Okay, you're dead. Okay. At what ownership is it worth doing? That's really what it comes down to. I don't know. I don't have an exact way of doing that either. Right? I see the projected ownership. It was like, no, no. If this was perfectly, if if, if the weather was perfectly fine, this would be the ownership, but it's not going to be this. Right? So you go, this is going to be a little bit more down, down, down. And I... Then you start seeing around the around the uh around the around the uh the industry. Like, oh no, no one's playing that game. It's like, okay, then I'm probably gonna play it. Okay. Like that's it. Like overthinking what what what's there to, what's there to think about? Uh let's see. Todd Brown, Blender, just joined. Sorry if I missed any big points. Uh yeah, my my yeah, you would sorry if I missed any big points. Yeah. Just joined. My suggestion would be to watch all the shows. Like go in the and watch all the shows because you because you're going to start. I, I'm seeing these question marks here, and uh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna ask questions that I've answered 700 times. Are five two stacks your fate? No, there's no such thing as a favorite stack. Or at a certain point, does the popularity of five two stacks make playing anything but a five stack a decent idea? No, none 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 of your questions. Neither of those questions matter. There's no such thing as a favorite stack, and there's no such thing as a plus EV stack. There's no such thing as that. Okay. Our five, two. Okay, let's let's say five, two stacks are my favorite. Okay, let's let's do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna build a lineup right now. I'm gonna build our lineup right now. Okay, let me find the two worst point per dollar pitches. The two worst ones. Okay, it looks like, like Gonzolin and Lynch. I'm gonna put them together. Okay, I'm gonna put them. The two worst point per dollar pitchers. I'm going to stack uh, the, the. Let's see what what comes. Uh, Cleveland. I mean, some team with a low low. Who's facing Rodon? Okay, the A's. Okay, I'm going to do the A's. You get relative value here, but whatever. Okay, so I'm going to go to the A's. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take five A's. Come on, let's go 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 to the A's. And I want to take obviously the most expensive ones that have the least amount of value. Right, so I'm going to take the Murphy, Andrews. Am I going to be able to spend all my money? I don't know. Let's see. I'll just take two from them. I'll take the two from them. Okay. Right, so I'm taking two. Because he wants a 5-2. Let's do a 5-3. Right, who's more? Tony Kemp at second. We got Andrews. Let's at least fill a second base spot. Okay, there we go. So I'm going to take that. Murphy, Kemp, and Andrews. With the two worst point-per-dollar pitchers. And uh, let's stack. Uh, I mean, we have plenty of 54. Who's an overpriced team today? The White Sox, maybe? Maybe you know, against the get yeah, Even worse, right. I'm taking a stack against my pitch. Even, even better. What's a, what's, a, what's a low projected team? Point per dollar wise on this slate, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Just gauging. Play the Yankees? White Sox? The Braves, maybe? They're still too cheap? Yeah, they're still too cheap. Minnesota and yeah, maybe Minnesota like Buxton is yeah Minnesota looks very overpriced some of their expensive guys are like against Eduardo Rodriguez right so I'm gonna play Buxton right I'm gonna stack this okay let's see what's first base look like Miguel Sano third base is Gio Urshela and I need two outfielders two more outfielders Celestino Larnik well they have cheap outfielders also well, just I'll just plug it in. Why for, for Celestino and garlic? Okay, so here you go. Here's a five-three line, Todd. Right, but when I play five-three stacks, it's a five-five man Minnesota with a three-man Oakland with Gonzalez and Lynch. It leaves uh, it leaves seven seventy-three hundred on the table, and projects for God knows what. So it projects for 66 as a median, okay? Very long, okay? So it projects at 66 as a median when if the, the median, the, the optimal median, which wouldn't, you, you wouldn't play in GPP, the optimal median is 121. So it projects for almost half, right? It projects for what, 60, 55 points lower. Right, of course, it's extremely low owned. So that lineup, that five-three lineup, it's a horrible lineup. That's an extremely. That's probably. That's probably in a very negative EV lineup. Yet it's yet it's five-three, right? So that lineup is five-three and horrible. I could probably reproduce thousands upon thousands of five-three or five-two lineups that are horrible. I mean, they're awful that we're one-off lineups like the lineup that maybe not, maybe not stacking at your own picture, uh, the lineup that won the G men lineup would be better than like, that's how bad those five, three lineups are that even with that correlation, it doesn't make up that to that extent that it happens with the two worst pictures and like everything combined. Okay. So it's not about 5-3 lineups. It's about building plus EV lineups. Oh, I built, so I built 4-3-1 and you built 4-4. Four, four, and I'm like, there are plus EV lineups of any construction type. There are probably, on, large, on a slate like tonight, on 11 games slate. there are probably more five-man stack lineups that are plus EV. That doesn't mean that there are only Remember what I said earlier today. People are like plus EV means always, right? Negative V means never. Everyone's always one hundred percent, zero percent. If I tell in a fictional scenario, just to condense the numbers, if I told you there were a thousand, okay, let, let's open, let's open up uh, like uh, a little. Let me open up a little notepad thing. Okay, I'll do that in Google Drive. Let me open it up just so we can visualize this. Because this is a very, this is an extremely important concept. An extremely strong sort of mathematical concept that you need to understand. If you don't understand this, I can't understand, I can't, I don't know how you win at DFS. I don't even know how you, how you play. Okay. The difference between more than and always, like it sounds stupid, but you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, I mentioned it before. Let's just say that they're here. I'm putting. I'm going right in here. There's a th- Let's just say, there's a thousand plus EV lines. There's obviously way more than that in a contest with eleven games, right? One thousand plus EV lines. Okay. And let's if we ran if we ran we had we had supercomputer. We had Watson. Even though I think that Watson doesn't exist anymore, the IBM artificial intelligence. We had aliens from another galaxy that have super intelligence that's 800 million times past ours, and they could compute all, all future scenarios and all, all uh, different universes, time horizons and everything, right, in a matter of a flash, right, and went through all the lineups of this 1,000 uh, plus lineups that were profitable. If you were to play it, this contest a jillion times, okay? And then you looked at the types of lineups. So like five, three, right? Which lineups could be described, described as this, not like who's in the lineup, but just who would be like if this is five, let's just call them five, one, four, three, four, two, four, one, three. Let's say about four, four. Right, we got four, four, maybe. Well four four would probably be more like up over here, okay right four four remember this is an this is so absurdly of an important concept that's why I'm going through this okay let's just let's just end it just for ease sake and then we just go with uh you know just like non stacked line like that double question mark is like anything past three two just like just whatever I don't know what the hell people are putting together, right so there's a thousand plus. EV lineups okay so let's say a hundred let's say like maybe not 100 but let's say there's 50 of them that aren't even stacks right maybe there's even less than that probably out of a thousand maybe 20 okay 20 of them that aren't even stacks they're still plusy e. we played this a million times they would be profitable okay maybe a 3-2 you got 30 right I'm just gonna I'm gonna see what this adds up to. Right, if I did it this way 60 70 80 90 100 150 maybe right this, I mean I could do more than this right right 150 this doesn't equal a thousand right right so let's say let's say this is this is 40 this is 60 this is 80 this is. 90, this is 120. I don't even know if this even adds up to it, whatever. But you'll see like 100, 110, 130, like something like this, right? Okay? So out of these 1,000 lineups, this doesn't include what teams there are or anything like that. Out of the 1,000 plus even lineups, this is what they look like, Okay? So there are more five-man stack lineups that are plus EV out of the set of 1,000. But it doesn't, out of the set of 1,000, more than half of them are not five-man stacks. There's 104 four-lineups that are plus EV. There's 124 three-lineups that are plus EV. There's 94 two-one-one lineups that are plus EV. There's 80 lineups that are just a four-man stack and four one-offs. A three-three lineup. There are three three three-lineups that are 60 of them. Right, so which would you rather play the lineup that's that I made before that 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 horrible pitchers and the Oakland and the high-priced Minnesota whatever? That's a negative EV. No, I'd rather play. I'd rather I, I could find four-one lineups that are plus EV. I could find three-three. Like it's not about it's not about the construction. It's about the lineup. You can build plenty of horrible, you can build so many horrible 5-3 lineups. It's ridiculous, right? But most likely, if you're using projections, right, especially, if you defaulted to a five-man stack, you're more likely to find more five plus EV lineups because there are more five-man stack lineups that are plus EV. So if you were to go in, you didn't know anything about DF. You didn't know anything about nothing right? There's like, I'm just going to show up and play. What is the chance of a random person, a person that knows nothing about baseball, nothing about nothing. If you were to just show it to a slate and say, I'm going to pick two pitchers, right? I'm going to pick, I'm going to even look at the projections. I'm going to pick the two highest projected pitchers and then play two teams together that had a team total of at least four right? So you weed out even the bad, like the bad teams, right? So you just do two things, right? Who are the, who are the top projected pitchers and what teams I'm getting rid of all the teams that are under four team totals, And then I build five, three lines or five, two lines, whatever the hell you want. Five, three is easier. Cause you just know it's two teams. If you were to build that lineup without knowing anything about baseball, nothing about nothing, you're more likely to have a plus even lineup. Why? Because there are more plus EV lineups that are five-man stacks that look like that. Right? Doesn't mean all of them are. Look, at 150 out of a thousand of them. But you're more likely out of that. Now, if you were to show up for a slate and said, okay, I'm not going to look at anything uh, and I'm going to build uh, three one 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 two one like that type of lineup. There are less plus EV line, there are significantly less plus EV lineups that look like that. There are. There are some that do look like that, but there's less of them. You're going to try to pick marbles, right? Let's relate it to there's a hundred thousand marbles. There's red, there's green, there's blue, there's yellow, there's orange, right? Let's just say there's 300 reds, 200. Let's go, let's go, three. 400, three, two, 250. Try to get it even. 200, 150, right? 100, All right? That's 1,000, right? I believe that's 1,000. Yeah. Okay. So you have 1,000 marbles in a bag. Okay. 300, three, 300 of them are red. 250 are green. 200 are blue. Yellow is 150. Orange is 100. If you knew those numbers and you had to guess which number am I going to draw out of a hat? And it doesn't just have to guess which there's no payout. There's no nothing. It's just like, what, 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 what would you, what would you guess? You would guess red because there's more red. There's there's, there's three. I'm telling you there's 300 red. There's 250 green. There's 200 blue. There's yellow, 150 orange, 1000, of the 700 marbles are not red. But there are more red, there's, there's 30% of the marbles are red. So if you were you just give it a choice of what's the most likely, most likely marble I'm gonna pull out of a bag and you can only choose one of the five colors. Well, you should choose red. That would be the answer. 70% of the time, it wouldn't be red because there's 250. So there's more red. It doesn't mean that there's more, there's, there's no, it's not 999 reds in there, there's 300. Same thing with the, the stacks. If you're going to select orange, it's like, well, why are you why are you why are you selecting orange? There's only a hundred. Yeah, there's a ten percent chance that I draw an orange out of the bag, right? So if you went if you went in every every slate and go, I'm going to build three three lineups. It's like there's there's only so few orange marbles in the bag. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be more wouldn't it be more beneficial? unless you're unless you're good at identifying like how someone is going to pull the marbles out of the bag if you're if you're very good in dfs and identifying wow this three three lineup is actually plus ev and this four two lineup is plus ev and this this uh four four lineup is plus ev but this four four lineup if you're if you're good at doing that you can pick and choose if you look at some top players ownership uh, the, the, uh exposures You'll see top players that have five three lineups, five two lineups, four four lineups, four three lineups, three three lineups, right? Some it's a four one 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 with, the, and they'll only have maybe two or three of those because they've simulated that out. And, and those specific ones, right? That specific four one 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 lineup, they have this plus EV, and it's it, it's good enough to make their one hundred fifty cent or something. That, they That's what they do. Are you can you identify? Can you can you simulate that? Can you identify that? No. You're probably better off going for the red marbles, right? More likely than not, if you're building five man stacks, you're building you're you have more of a shot at building plus EV lineups. That's why you build five man stacks because you're taking advantage of the correlation. If you're building three, two, one, 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 one lineups, you're less likely to run into plus E V lineups. Doesn't mean you can't. But unless you're really good at identifying which ones are and which ones aren't, especially when there aren't as many, then I wouldn't be bulled them. <sighs> but Daniel Hutchings says, just looking at an old DK slate, his process gave him an efficient ownership at 46% 5X stacks. four-man stacks, 14% three-man stacks, and 6% random crap, and that was for a seven-game, right, but of course, even between all of those, it depends on what teams, there. it depends the players that are in that line, right, right, just because it's like, oh, 46% five-man stacks doesn't mean every, like, like, 14% three-man stacks could mean that, only two teams on the slate are worth stacking three guys, and then taking one off. Some like the the Cleveland Guardians don't aren't, don't appear in any three man stacks, but they appear in five man stacks, right? So you can't just specifically go by that either. E- either. And Dana and Todd Brown says I typically favor the five man stacks, but my best results ever were with a three two two. Right. It's that it's the it's the it's the, uh, the example that I gave before. I'm gonna roll a ten-sided die. I'm gonna roll a ten-sided die, and I'm going to pay Daniel Hutchins twenty to one on guessing the right number. Okay, I'm gonna offer him twenty to one. And Todd, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna offer you five to one on guessing the right number. Okay, now this it's a ten-sided die, which means you have a ten percent sh- shot at winning, Right, i guessing the right number because this. 10 die and 10 to one right there you go so daniel i'm giving 20 to one you i'm giving five to one well since it's a 10 10 to one shot daniel's plus ev you're minus ev right okay so uh or let's say or let's say here a better way is the opposite is doing it the opposite way i'm offering you five to one i'm offering daniel 20 to one and you get to select know what type of die it is or something it's, that may be a little bit more complicated so daniel daniel guesses on the 10-sided die he guesses eight he puts down his dollar or whatever he wants to bet and he guesses eight and it comes up not eight and he loses right he goes can i play again i go yeah you can play as often as you want daniel will have all the money in the world at, at some point in that game right you on the other hand you don't mind getting paid five to one for whatever reason because you don't understand what expected value is, right? So you put down a thousand dollars, you put down a thousand dollars and say, I'll, I'll i I want to win five thousand. I bet three. The, the roll comes down and it's three. You take your five thousand dollars, you go, I'll play again. You go, I'll bet five, and then it doesn't come up five, and it's you lose a thousand or whatever. And you're like, Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna guess three because that's uh That's how much I won a lot of money by guessing three. It's like, you're still playing a negative expectation game. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Well, I won with with this lineup. That could have, what, that 3-3-2 lineup could have been a plus even, could have been, I don't know. But if I had to guess based on marbles, based on this marble example, based on how distributions of lineups are, that you're less unless you know what you're doing you're less you're less likely to have a 332 322 lineup that's plus ev that's statistical and I'm I'm making a statistical fact here this isn't like there's no there's no like like opinion here statistically it's just like the red these marbles in this example you built a yellow lineup right did you build one of the 150 yellow yellow lineups in this bag I don't know. But if someone told me they built a red lineup, it's more likely that they built the lineup that was in this bag because there's more red lineups in the bag, right? That's the point, right? Not not every five-minute stack is plus EV. There's, out of the an 11-game slate, there's a billion lineups you can make, right? And 990 million of them are negative EV, right? Right, there's tons of negative EV lineups, and there's tons of negative five-man stack lineups, but most there are less negative EV lineups in the five-man stacks. You can do you do five, two or five, three? Whatever. The differences of what you're thinking about is so marginal that it's not even worth the time. Okay. Most 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 of this, most of this is not even worth the time to do. Okay. If you're contemplating, do I play 5-2 or 5-3 or 5-1? Probably the the amount of time that it took to write that, that to me to say that sentence was too much time to spend on whether or not that decision matters. That's that's really what it comes down to. Unless, Unless you have a way to make, to Show the difference between a 5-3-5-2-5-1 of every possible lineup combination you can make, okay? Which on a slight like tonight is millions upon billions probably. If you have a way of analyzing all possible lineups like that, and not only that, finding a big enough discrepancy between one specific lineup construction that has nothing to do with the teams that are in it, that it was worth doing all of that process. And I can tell you that it isn't. That even if he had a supercomputer, even if he had Daniel Hutchins, uh, you know, his his robot algorithm, whatever the hell he uses. Most likely that by the time you're done analyzing that, that a non-team based. Remember, this non-team based. So it's like, yeah. Certain 5-3 lineups are going to be much better because they, they project high. I mean, like, yeah, obviously that's true. The 5-3 lineup we made projected three, 60 points lower. It's only because I'm putting in the crappiest players, right? It's, it's not hard to see that, like, oh, the team that projects the best is also heads to be more than the five-man stack. Of course. I'm talking about adjusted for team, adjust, adjusted for projection. And you go, okay, which, which is significantly. You, you'll probably find that 5-3 on smaller slates maybe a little bit, a little bit more like there's nuances of the slate, but I'm talking about the margin, the margin. If I would have told you here, here's another, here's another bag of marbles. Okay. Okay. Here's all the marbles in a bag, right? All these five marbles, 300 red, 299 green, 298 blue, 297 yellow and 296 orange. Okay, You didn't know how many marbles were in the bag. Like you don't know how many total marbles there. are, Right. So you don't even know. But you look in the bag and you go, I see a lot of red. I see a lot of green. I see a lot of blue. I see a lot of yellow. I see a lot of orange. They all look about the same. Right. For the naked eye, even they all look around 300 marbles. It's possible that there's only two hundred ninety nine green. It's possible. It's possible. There is, there's only 299 green. There's only 296 orange. But to you, you look at all these, and you go, it's about the same. And then you're going to be like, well, I, you need to guess wh- which marble comes out of the bag. Now, obviously, based on this, you'd rather re- re- bet red because there's more red in the bag. But there's not that much more red in the bag. There's only one more green. I mean, it, it's the difference between the amount of reds and the amount of the other colors is not that dramatic, okay? So if you if you were to say uh, I think there's more blue and I'm going to bet blue and you, you're technically wrong but you're not you're not that you're really not that you're not that wrong, right? And if you have an edge on this and let's say you get it's a thousand marbles and you're getting paid uh, twelve hundred to one or something whatever you know like you're getting a plus you you have an edge there so you don't even care the difference between four marbles one plus or minus one two marbles doesn't matter you still have an edge, right? Okay. And now let's, let's, you don't know how you, you know, there's around 300 marbles each, but let's say I, I said, you want you want to find out what, what, what that's, if it's true, right. You're going to have to go and you're going to have to count all the marbles. You're going to have to count 300 reds, 299, three. And that's going to take you, I don't know, that may take a half an hour to count all of that. Right. And then when you're done with the count, you'll find out that, Oh, there oh there's four less orange in the bag. And based on the edge that you have on this game, even with four less orange, if you would bet orange, it would still be plus even, right? Because as long as it's around 300, you're fine, right? Based on the odds of the game. So you spent a half an hour to count all the marbles, maybe more, maybe you spent an hour to count all the, how, was that hour worth it? Was, it? was it worth it to do? No. Did it, did it markedly affect anything that you did? No oh, now I'm just going to say red because it's slightly more. But I mean, over a million, yeah, over a million trials, that's what may, that may matter a little bit more but in the span of one slate probably doesn't. So that's what I mean by if you take out team adjusted any type of projection and go, was 5.3 better than 5.2, better than one on this slate? Like by the time you figure out that answer, the answer is marginal and it wasn't worth the time that it took you to do it, Right. Most of the time, these things are, are more based on slate size than anything. That if you generally went by slate size, that would be fine. But still, you could play any different type of construction. Scorpium or Scorpio asks, so this is why pros use Excel to pick lineups after they make thousands of lineups in crunch. And different people have different processes. I can pick lineups in lineup HQ. You can make up to 300 at a time. What, well, like, yesterday? Yesterday, I built I built 10 lineups. I played 10 lineups. I mean, it didn't do well. Uh, I mean, I had the Phillies. I had the Rockies. I mean, I had stuff. But I mean, I had Cleveland and Arizona. They did nothing. A lot of times, I'll just I'll go and I'll build 50, 50 of each. I'm only building 10 lineups. But I'm building, like, 50 of each stack. I want to see what the Cleveland ones look like. I want to see the Arizona ones look like. I want to see the Philly ones look like. I want to see what these look like. Like looking to go, okay, I don't want this type of lineup. I don't want that type of lineup. I'd rather have less of this guy. And then I start weeding out lineups. And then I go, okay, I'll save these one, two, three, Damn. then go to the next stack. If I'm building 10 lineups. If I'm building 150 lineups, I, 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 it's potentially I could build a 1,000 plus lineups. Right? Go through, go through. It's like 150. Okay, I had this, 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 this. How many of these types? How, what combos? I'm getting way too much of these second baseman and shortstop in these types of lineups. So I'll go read, read, read. Get rid of those lineups and redo some of those lineups, right? And you're just, you're just working with lineups. Some people simulate what they want to pick, so it, it could be a, a ton. I'm playing the directionally accurate type of type of thing, blunt, right? But if you understand the concepts of DFS, you could. I could look. I can look at a lineup and tell you if it's plus EV. I would say I'm correct 95 plus percent of the time. That I could. I could just look at a lineup obviously once all the starting line is not now once all the starting lineups and the ownership and everything everything's coming i can look and you tell me the you tell me the contest that you're playing and the payout structure and typically you don't have to tell me that i know what they I know what they look like and then show me a lineup and i can tell you if it's plus ev and you know a lot of times you could show me 10 of your lineups i'll say that's good that's fine that's fine that's fine and they all look different okay that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense and you go so you just build, yeah. You can build a thousand of these types of different, yeah. Go for it. And there, maybe you may show me a three-two-two lineup that I go, yeah. Maybe it's maybe a lineup I don't get to, but uh, yeah, I could I could see how this I could see how this could be plus EV, but it depends on the lineup. We better project better project better than than the stacking lineups, right? That those levers, remember, projection lever, correlation lever, leverage lever. So you're you're in baseball, most people put a correlation up 5-3 correlation to the top, right? 4-4, four, four. even 4-3-1. Four, the correlation level is really high. So if you're gonna put the correlation down, you're gonna make it up elsewhere in projection, leverage, something, right? So I can look at a 3-3, three, three, I could look at a three two two 2 2 lineup and go, not as much correlation as a 5-3 lineup. But where, where are you making that up the correlations? Ah, you're you're playing two batters against the Chucky... SB 2 type pitcher, oh, your, your three your three two stacks are like the, the two best projected teams on the slate, right? That type of thing. And I go, okay, okay, this could work, right? At one out of a thousands of lineups, that could be plus EV, sure. Yeah, but, uh, this is acceptable, right? But are you gonna do, are you gonna try to make lineups in all these types of constructions and then try to weed that out? You can, you know, it'd be easier to just select one, just go, I'm just going to make all my lineups look like this, or at least five man. So you could do five X, and just if it comes out three, two, whatever, then then that's fine. Maybe you're like, oh, guy okay, on this slate, I'm also going to include four three lineups, and just whatever comes out comes out. You can do that because it's more likely, like I said, not more than not always. There are more five man stack lineups that are plus EV that stacks than plus EV than four man stacks that are more than three man stacks. It doesn't mean there aren't any three-three or three-two lineups that, that that are plus EV. It doesn't mean oh, if you're building a three-two-one-one-one, one, one, they're all negative EV. No, that's not true. But if you don't know the difference between them, you're more likely to randomly get a plus EV lineup that's a five-man stack, that's a three-man stack. So if you if you if you don't know what you're doing, you're probably better off building five-man stack. There you go. End of story. Not complicated. You know what else is not complicated? Give me those uh, thumbs up buttons. Thummy thumbs. Thummy thumbs. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got Grinders Live later today. Grinders Live. Crunch time is free. It's free. So right after, it's the same stream. It doesn't matter. Live locks on the scores and odds channel. Uh, NHL. Is NHL tomorrow? We're doing NHL Grinders Live now. I don't play. Uh, hockey DFS, but uh, but if you want to, we, we got content for that. We got content for MMA. We got content for soccer. We got content for everything. Our combo premium package. You even get coaching calls from me. I do Zoom calls in my Blender's Game Theory channel in our premium Discord. That is for Roto Grinders premium members only. So sign up for that. Click on the link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. And, uh, and and the type of stuff that I was talking about is actually in. The Theory of Delic Fantasy Sports. It's a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass taught by myself and James McCall. So that type of concept that we went through over there, maybe not, not I mean, not as, you know, catered to the YouTube chat and for just for MLB baseball, but it's in there. How to Think Like a Professional DFS Player. All the game theory concepts that apply to every sport. All right. So you see it all here? So go pick it up. Theory of DFS Dot .com and uh we'll see what happens on this 11 game slate. I don't know if I'm playing FanDuel or DraftKings today. I have to, I'll see right after the show depending on the prize pools. Uh so I uh, will review it tomorrow and uh continue on answering your questions like I always do on the DFS pregame game Show on RotoGrinders.com. <laughs>